Welcome to Reframe Your Mindset for Success. Today I'm joined by Sarah Cooper, who is a successful businesswoman and entrepreneur who is changing lives one fist thick at a time. I'm really looking forward to speaking to Sarah today. Welcome to Reframe Your Mindset. I've got Sarah Cooper with me today. Sarah, how are you? Hey, Paul, I am really good. I am so happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Brilliant. What have you been up to today? Uh, Well, it's a beautiful sunny day here in London um, and it's Tuesday, so I don't have either of my small children on a Tuesday. One's at school, one's at nursery. Um, And I started the day with my miracle morning, which is something I'm sure we will touch on (laughs) um, over the course of this chat. But um, from six o'clock till seven um, every single morning, I do my miracle morning where we do various practices, gratitudes, meditation, affirmations, and so on. Um, And I do that with a huge group of other people. There were 225 of us on there this morning, um, which is a bit bonkers. And then I went for my run. um, And then I've done a lot of kind of connection calls with people today. I do a lot of networking. um, I'd spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. And something I absolutely love to do is virtual cuppers. Um, So just hopping on Zoom for um, a chat with potential clients or just people who I've met through networking. So yeah, I've had loads of really great calls today. I'm feeling super energized and now we are here. Brilliant, brilliant. So you, you, you've had a great day by sounds of it. Yeah, it's been good, definitely. Okay, so, so we, we start the, the podcast really. It, it's about you and your story. So yeah. where, would you, where would you start? What, what would you tell us about yourself? So I, I've got a background in film and TV. Um, and that is something that I fell into after uni um, and I absolutely loved it, happened to be really good at it. I uh, worked my way up um, in a production company in London and was so lucky to do incredible filming all over the world at some incredible locations. You know, we filmed on the Greenland ice cap, um, filmed on Navajo reservations in the Grand Canyon. I have done some awesome um, filming projects. Um, And I moved to Australia in 2010. We lived in Melbourne um, for five years, which was just absolutely phenomenal. And um, when I moved over there from London with my background in TV, I cockily sort of arrived um, expecting everyone to want to employ me. (laughs) And uh, the Aussies did not have the same thought as me. Uh, So looking back, those five years were some of the best years that could have ever happened to me on that front because I had fallen into a TV company in London. I'd worked my way up. You know, I I didn't even have a CV. I'd never had to put myself out there for work because that's where I'd been working as a staff member, which is quite unusual. And then when I moved to Oz, to a country where I knew no one, I had no network. um, They did completely different production work to what I was used to. Um, I really had to start putting myself out there Um, start showing up, start talking about money, you know, um, and that is really where I started working on on mindset because it was really hard. It was really hard. You know, I arrived and just expected the work to come rolling in and it was probably about six months before I got any proper work coming in. So I kind of went on a whole journey with that and actually got into fitness because the um, 
work wasn't forthcoming. I had all this energy, you know, I'd come from London where I was living this crazy fast paced life with the work that I was doing, doing these huge international shoots, really complex logistics and big budgets. And then suddenly was like twiddling my thumbs, loving Australia, but also just like, where the hell's the work gonna come from? So channeled all of this energy into fitness and exercise, started running marathons. I ran my first marathon um, a year to the day that we landed in Australia. And from there, that kind of went up and up and up. And I met an amazing girl on a beach in Sydney um, who introduced me to an online health and wellness business with an incredible brand called Arbon, um, who I have been building a business with um, now for, well, I've had a business for seven years. I'd say I've treated it like a business for about 18 months. Um, and that completely changed the course of my life. Um, and I'm now on a very different tra trajectory um, and about to retrain in another discipline um, which is called hyperpressives, um, which is a whole other story, but it's um, about women's um, pelvic floor health, something I'm really passionate about having had children. Um, so yeah, I'm about to train as a coach in hyperpressives, which is very exciting. Wow, wow. Where we are today. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so lots of stuff going on. I'm just going to go back just, just a step. So when you worked in TV and, and obviously you went on all of these locations, well, what was your favorite location that you, that you filmed at? Oh my God. So many. We, I mean, one of the shoots, we were in Hawaii on Oahu for five weeks, <laughs> um, working with the incredible University of Hawaii Oceanography um, wow. Department. Um, and we went out on one of their research vessels, like deep out into the ocean um, for Gosh. a few days with their incredible scientists and researchers. So that was, I mean, the most unique experiences and camping on the Greenland ice cap. There was like 18 of us, um, a helicopter ride from any civilization. It was a 90K um, helicopter ride to get there. And we had this camp set up there with all of our filming equipment right next to this huge glacial melt lake and the colors and I just the most surreal experience so yeah and then yeah the Grand Canyon was phenomenal as well we were just in the middle of nowhere in the depths of the canyon and <gasps> amazing amazing some amazing places to get to as well you know you think yeah. a lot of people would love to go to some of those places just for a holiday and yeah you, you were doing it for work brilliant yeah I'm so, so as you were saying, Australia really has, has been part of the making of you because, you know, you really started to think about what you were about and your mindset and, and fitness and, and those types of things. So, you know, if, if we think about mindsets, why is it so important to what you do now? Oh, my God. Mindset is everything, but not just in what I do now, but in life, right? Like... I was just talking about this to someone the other day, the amount of thoughts that we think every single day. I, well, there's conflicting research, isn't there? But I read yesterday it's 6,000, but I have read it's up to 70,000. So who knows? But anyway, we have all of these thoughts that are just on autopilot going round and round in our heads. And most of them are not helpful. Most of them are negative. And if we allow that to be the case, we can just completely take ourselves out of the game so awareness of mindset and what we're saying to ourselves for me is just so important and it is daily work that you have to do um, and that is why I'm so passionate about the miracle morning because often you can take yourself off track um, without focusing on your mindset and what you're saying to yourself and that is just you can just get in, in such a bad place by doing that. So it's daily work for me. Um, and when you've got your mindset in check, you can just show up completely differently in the world. And that is definitely what I have seen from firsthand experience. Working on your mindset is where it all begins. Brilliant, brilliant. And 
It absolutely does. And, and when, when we take a, a little bit of a step back, because I, I'm not too sure that everybody will have heard of Miracle Morning. So <laughs> yeah. if you could explain Miracle Morning for us, what is that? Yeah, so Miracle Morning is a book by Hal Elrod. Um, and it's a book that I read probably six years ago now. And the whole concept is that you set aside a time in the, in the morning before the day starts, before the madness of the day sets in and you're already trying to catch up with yourself, you set aside an hour of your time or whatever it might be for you to do certain practices. Um, so he calls it the savers. So it's um, silence. So silence or meditation, affirmations. So affirmations are where you are consciously telling yourself things <laughs> rather than letting your subconscious you know we're all telling ourselves we're crap or we're not doing well here or oh god how did we mess that up so badly you know that constant dialogue that is just needs to shush um and affirmations are a really powerful way of rewiring our brain and creating different tracks for it to run on um then um v is for visualizations so kind of taking time to Think about where you want to go in life because we're all so busy kind of getting through the days, getting through the weeks that you can five years can go by and you're like, is this where I wanted to be? So taking time for visualization and work out what you want to create in your life is so powerful. Um, e is for exercise. So we have like power tune for a dance off. Um, R is for reading. So that is, again, taking time daily to do personal development reading. Um, and so many people I speak to say, oh, you know, I'd love to read those kind of books, but I don't have the time. And for me, it's understanding that little things done consistently over time add up to massive things. So if you say, I'm going to read 10 pages of a book a day, that doesn't sound too overwhelming. And then that is hundreds of pages of those books over a year, which adds up massively. Um, and then S is for scribing. So um, writing, journaling or um, gratitudes as well. So focusing on focusing on the good, really. Um, that is what the Miracle Morning is. Brilliant, right? And I've read the book. I really enjoyed the book. And I always remember listening to Anthony Robbins and it's a while back. Yeah. And he talked about having an hour of power and it's, yeah. it's a very, very similar concept, but yeah. it's really well structured, isn't it? You know, I, re yeah. I really like it. So, so you're, doing, you're doing this miracle morning. You said, are you doing this with something like 200 people in the morning? <laughs> yes. That's just amazing. Because <laughs> uh, I started doing this with a group of people last year. So during lockdown, um, I, I had a one month old and a two and a half year old when lockdown happened last year and then nursery shut. <laughs> And I know we all had our own special and unique challenges to deal with last year. Um, I adore my children. I definitely was not made for full-time childcare. And when you've got a newborn and you're sleeping badly um, and, you know, you can't leave the house, I, I just got in a, in a real funk. Um, and I knew that I needed to make a massive change if I was going to get myself out of that. And with my business, I have a team of people. And the way that I grow my business is empowering others and inspiring others to make big change in their lives. And I was just like, if I'm not even inspiring myself, like how can I even hope to <laughs> inspire anyone else? And I'd read the book a long time ago. And I knew that when I had done the Miracle Morning as a practice inconsistently in the past, it had always had a positive impact. And I'd always seen, you know, amazing results come from it. So I was like, right, when my youngest got to five months old, she was still waking up three times a night. I was like, something's got to change. 
So I set myself a 90 day challenge of doing the Miracle Morning every single day for 90 days. And I remember at the time, even saying that out loud to my husband, my inner voice was like, (laughs) you can't do that. You're waking up multiple times a night. You won't be able to do that. Why are you even saying that? And I was like, no, this feels uncomfortable. So I'm going to I'm going to commit to this. Um, And I got a few of the team together to do it with. So there's like six of us in the beginning. Um, And we started talking about this. People started coming along. It was totally open to all. It was seven days a week, six till seven. Um, And that kind of grew and grew. And at one point there was 90 of us on there because just, yeah, word got around. (laughs) And I talk about it every day. Um, And I think when people hear it enough, I've had people who've been watching me for a year who are now coming along and joining. But um, we now have a much wider online community that that a lot of the leaders in Arbonne have created. So yeah, we've had 250 people on there. Um, We've stopped doing our own Miracle Morning in in a smaller team, but we're now partnered with a lot more people across the UK. So that is clients and um, consultants in our business getting on um, for the session together. Yeah, there was like 250 last week. It was nuts. (laughs) so amazing that was brilliant that's phenomenal i mean yeah that just goes to show you the energy and the hard work that you've put in what's possible yeah totally totally and i think you know for me so we ended up well i ended up doing 365 days straight didn't miss a single one um and that my the smaller team that we were doing it in there was 14 of us hosting it and the amount of energy and kind of love that goes into creating one of those sessions because you want to make it special um was incredible and now I look back I just can't believe we did it but having gone through that myself and known the pain of creating a routine starting on a really rubbish night's sleep but then seeing the benefits of doing that hour and then it now becoming an essential part of my day if I want to show up um, with the energy that I want to put out into the world, that really sets me up. And on days when I don't do it now, I really notice it. And if I have a lie in and the kids wake me up and then I'm like, oh God, groggy, trying to catch up with myself. Do you know what I mean? I know how different it feels now, um, having been through that experience from zero to where we are now. Absolutely. I always remember the saying, start the days, you mean to go on. Yeah, totally. So true. Yeah. It's, so it's such a brilliant platform, the Miracle Morning, to be able to do that. Yeah. And anybody who's listening who'd like to get involved, how, how can they get involved in that? Uh, so connect with me. We have a Miracle Monday, which is open to everybody. Um, it's now 30 minutes, so it's 6.30 till 7. Um, yeah, open to anybody. Really happy to share the details for that. And then if people want to make that a regular part of their day, then I can absolutely share the details about the Be Well Club. There's loads more that comes with that. Access to on-demand fitness classes, um, a personal development book club weekly, um, daily affirmation text, loads of other things. So um, yeah, that's super exciting. That's a new thing that we now have launched alongside our kind of nutrition, our plant-based nutrition with Arbon. So yeah, really exciting that. Brilliant, brilliant. So, so if we go back to yourself and you're looking at yourself, how would you describe your mindset? Um, I would say I, I am a different person now, um, <laughs> even from this last 18 months, um, because it, it is a major focus for me. It is a daily focus that I put on my mindset. Of course, it like that daily work. I will still say things to my husband, like where I'm doubting myself or I'll explain like what's going on in my head. And he's just like, how can you be saying that? Like when I know how you show up in the world. So it is ironic that outwardly people are looking at you thinking you've totally got it nailed. 
when we still have this ridiculous dialogue in our head. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, think I can vouch for that. You know, you write a book called Reframe Your Mindset, then yeah. you're not allowed to have any downtime. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> totally. But it's just, I think the thing is, and what I tried to explain to my husband is like, I still have those stories, but then I'll take them on, as in I will push through them. Do you know what I mean? Like if yeah. something's scaring me, like feel the fear and do it anyway, has got to be one of the best pieces of advice that we could all live by because it's just like what are we actually afraid of you know we've got one life if something is scaring you just think about what the worst case scenario is and just push through it and it's only by doing that and pushing your comfort zone and I think you know I, I said to you when you when you stop and look back if you've been taking those actions each day to kind of stretch that comfort limit you will then get to a year down the line and look back and be like, wow, how did I get here? But it's through those little things that you're doing every single day. So for me, I am all about like trying new things, pushing that comfort zone, putting myself out there, doing things that scare me because it's terrifying, but the end result and the feeling is just so, so worth it. Um, So yeah, I'd say my mindset is in a better place than it's ever been, but it is still a daily work in progress. And I think that's the thing, like knowing the work is never done. um, And that's why I think something, a morning routine or a morning practice can just be such a powerful place to start and it can just change everything because it's like we are all in such a rush you know there's so many things demanding our attention from every direction that even that 30 minutes where you're just giving yourself space to breathe to think to reflect um you know to reflect on where you've come from and to reflect on where you want to go is just so powerful yeah absolutely sometimes I think when you wake up in the morning if you want to be the best version of yourself that can be your thinking time could be in the shower. It could be when yeah. you walk the dog, you know, yeah. it's whatever opportunity that you've got, but to get yourself yeah. focused and ready for the day. Yeah. So what, what practical tips would you give to others listening? I mean, obviously you're saying you work on this daily and the miracle mindset is a big part of it. Are there any other practical tips that you'd give to the, the listener? Oh, so many. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I would say don't feel like you need to do all of these techniques in one go. You know, even if it's starting from a place of taking 10 minutes a day for meditation, like a guided meditation, that can be so powerful. Or maybe it's movement. Like for me, running um, since Australia has become a, you know, I need that (laughs) in my life. It really helps me. Um, So maybe it's exercise, like pick one thing that you can switch up and add into your routine and then build on that. Um, In Atomic Habits, he talks about habit stacking, you know, like maybe you bring in five minutes of meditation, then you might bring in five minutes of focusing on gratitude, then you might bring in five minutes of affirmations. There are lots of little things that you can bring into your life and start with just one, like don't feel if you can't do it all, or you can't do an hour a day, then you can't do any like start with one thing and also something which I find incredibly powerful. And I don't know if you do this is journaling. Um, and I didn't used to understand this, but the, the, the thing with our minds is they're so busy. They've got so much going on. And often the stories that we've created that are holding us back, these tish tosh tash stories that we have in our mind, um, they, we can completely disempower by disempower them by writing them down. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, like, totally. like in our heads, you can you can feel so overwhelmed and like talk yourself around in circles about all this stuff that's not going right. Whereas if you actually sit down with a pen and paper and get that down, like what is it that is troubling you or freaking you out or stressing you out? 
you know, whether it's writing a list or whether it's actually writing it out, whatever that story is that's holding you back, this has been massive for me. And then seeing it for what it is and kind of taking the wind out of the sails. So journaling has been a big one for me as well. That's great advice. And, you know, I, I personally do a lot of writing, and make a lot of lists and yeah. take a lot of pleasure out of ticking things off. Mm. And I, that motivates me, though. And, you know, everybody's different. So you've got to find what's the best tool and technique for yourself at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, totally. So totally. We, we know Hal Elrod with The Miracle Morning has obviously been an influence. But who, who else has helped develop your mindset then over the years? Has there, have there been any other influences? Yeah, I guess Hal Elrod is probably my biggest uh, influence. I mean, people like you mentioned Tony Robbins. I just think he's incredible. Um, personal development has just become a huge part of my life. Since I joined Arbonne, actually, there's a huge focus on personal development as you grow your business. Yeah. Um, and I really see that, you know, you can only grow your business as far as you have grown your, yourself and your mindset. Um, and so there's a lot of phenomenal leaders in Arbonne. I think the bigger your business becomes, the more work you've done on yourself and just the more um yeah just incredible leaders in Arbonne um I'm just I'm just trying to think really I think probably Harold how Harold is my biggest <laughs> my biggest influence um but yeah I love a bit of Tony Robbins as well Mel Mel, Mel Robbins is, is also um great have you listened to or read any of her stuff no no so oh. so well, yeah what, what's that so Mel Robbins, she there's an incredible TED talk she did. Um, I think it's called the five second rule. Um, oh, and, second rule, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So it's basically um, how to how to stop holding yourself back and start taking action. And that TED talk is really cool. Um, she spoke at one of our company conferences, and she was just incredible. Um, she has. Yeah, the, the five second rule is basically about like taking any of the thinking out of things. And if you feel you want to do something, if you give yourself even a moment to think about it, you'll take yourself out of the game. Whereas if you just five or three, two, one, do it, then you're far more likely to get it done. And there's all sorts of science behind that. Um, but yeah, that whole concept of just feeling the fear and doing it anyway is definitely a concept to embrace. Brilliant. So that, that, that's, uh, that's great advice and well worth a watch or listen to then. So, so on the basis of your exploits, you know, your adventures and getting from where you were to where you are today, have, have there been any funny stories, any that you could share with us? Um, so uh, when, when you said this to me, something that came to mind, and I don't know how, how relevant this is going to be, but it's definitely um, a crazy time in my life. When, when we were filming on the Greenland ice cap, so um, we were there for about two weeks and it was a huge logistical setup. It was for a discovery show um, about geoengineering ideas that could save the planet. So we were working with amazing geoengineers. Um, and one of the ideas was to wrap the Greenland ice cap in this special material to stop it melting sounds crazy <laughs> um and so we wrapped a huge section of the greenland ice cap um and we had a team of presenters um and one of the presenters had a ridiculously busy schedule so we were based in this um tiny town in greenland called kangalusak where all that is there is an airport and a hotel i think the population is like 500 people you're miles from civilization and then we were based a helicopter ride from this town and this one presenter was flying in from Canada because he was so busy and he literally had like two days or something for filming I had to fly back from the campsite to the town 
in a helicopter to pick him up. And basically when I flew back, the weather came in, which meant that we couldn't fly back out to the ice cap. <laughs> so he and I then got stuck in this hotel in Kangalusak for, I mean, it felt like five days, might've been just two or three. Um, we were stuck in this hotel <laughs> and it was so highly stressful at the time because we had this very tight filming schedule to complete and everyone else was stuck out on the ice cap. Wow. But we managed to get him out in the end. But what happened in that time when we were there, I got this amazing time with him. He was a, a really incredible, inspiring guy. Um, and we also met a National Geographic photographer who was there to photograph the Northern Lights. And basically we had this one night where he had hired a truck. We drove out to this lake in the middle of nowhere to watch the Northern Lights. Oh my God, it was wow. phenomenal. Wow. Um, one of the most amazing things I've ever seen with this, this National Geographic photographer, with this presenter for this discovery show, like in the middle of Greenland, in the middle of nowhere. Um, and then the next day we bumped in, <laughs> the next day we bumped into um, Jared Leto in this Kangalooswak airport. He'd got stuck there as well. So, <laughs> the most random experience and anyway then the weather lifted we managed to get the presenter out to the ice for literally a few hours and then he had to fly back out again so highly stressful but also one of the most unique times in my life <laughs> brilliant that's a great story fantastic <laughs> yeah God, I, think, I think a lot of us would have loved to have been there and seen that <laughs> yeah it was so beautiful oh my goodness yeah incredible Excellent. So this is this has been it's been great, you know, just talking to you about some of the things that you've done, some of the places that you've been to, and Miracle Morning and mindset. If if you were to give the listeners one piece of final advice, what would it be? Oh my goodness! Um, try new things. <laughs> that is something that I live by, and I think by saying yes more. I mean, it's definitely good to say no and have boundaries, but by saying yes to new things more, you can change the course of your life. I'm so open-minded. I'm such a kind of go with your gut kind of girl. Um, and that has just opened up so many things to me. And I see this all the time with like the Miracle Morning. It amazes me if someone messages, messages me on LinkedIn where I spend a lot of my time, if anyone wants to connect, um, and says, I've been watching you for a year, wanting to reach out to you and ask if I can join like you are the only person holding yourself back. So be open and say yes to new things because that is where the magic happens and that is where adventure happens. And we only have this one life. So yeah, say yes to new things. <laughs> Brilliant, great advice. Well, Sarah, it's been fantastic having you on the podcast. So thank you very much for your time. No worries, it's been great. Thanks for having me. What a brilliant episode. It's been great having Sarah on, listening to her stories today and how she's got from where she was to where she is now. And we've learned about the miracle morning and how that can set you up for success at the start of the day. And some brilliant mindset tips from Sarah as well, all about the importance of your outlook, your energy and saying yes to life. Carl Allen has reported for duty. I'm not a soldier, Norman. I'm having a little get-together at my place. We are Sparta! Yeah, no. No, no. No, no. You're always making excuses. No, it's no. When's the last time you did anything fun? Hi. Carl, long time no see. You must be running this place by now. I could have. Didn't want to get tied down. I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I've lived.
yes man. Wow. Yes! Yes! No. You say no to life, and therefore you're not living. Every time an opportunity presents itself, you will say... Yes. yes.